0: Hello, good evening everybody. Charlotte here from Enriching Environments for Top Tip Tuesday on Instagram Live. And just while everyone comes on, I'm gonna check if everything's okay. Yes, I think we are. I have a new ring light, Um, so I'm gonna see what this is like. And hello everyone who's coming on, hello, hello. I have a new ring light and I'm a few minutes late because Harry just woke up. We've been having this crazy flu that everyone's been experiencing here, well, here in Dubai, but I know all over the world. So we've had a crazy few weeks, as you can probably see from my bags under my eyes. Harry just woke coughing, and I've just been in with him, so I'm hoping he's not going to wake in the next 20, 25 minutes. So we'll see how we get on. Thank you so much for joining everyone. And let's dive in to frying eggs and how it cultivates um, resilience. And obviously the title of this evening's Top Tip Tuesday is a little bit of a bizarre one, but bear with me. Um, Let's start, hi David, hi Jenny. Um, Let's uh, dive in um, with our opening practice. And then we'll go into the topic of um, having a friendliness with error, making mistakes, and um, practical life beyond the CASA classroom. This is really, um, practical life is so important to us Montessorians, particularly in the, the toddler and the CASA classroom. And then when we talk about a practical life in the elementary classroom, it's very, very different than the elementary child, what they can be offered at home to um, nourish them, to give them some life skills basically, and um, help them form healthy habit, habits as they become adults. So before we go any further, let us take a moment to place a hand on a heart and to feel, to feel into the question, what feels alive in me right now? what feels alive in me, right now. And we can have a moment of gratitude as well. Whilst we're here with our eyes closed, just a moment, a few seconds of gratitude for us being here together in this space. For those of you joining live, for those of you watching the recording or listening to the recording on the podcast channels, Thank you for being here. And when you feel ready, you can maybe twist your wrists and your fingers, roll your neck and open your eyes. So, how and why does frying eggs cultivate resilience in children, young children and children of all ages? So, let me begin by telling you a little story. Last Sunday Olivia and Harry said that they wanted to make fried eggs for breakfast. This is something that they do regularly, they really, really enjoy doing. I um have had this horrible flu so I was sitting on the sofa outside on the terrace and I couldn't I didn't really have the energy or anything to go and help them or support them, so I just thought I'll leave the door open and listen to what's happening. And I could hear them talking and going through their, their process and, and ten minutes later they came out with their eggs and Olivia said, Oh goodness. As she's almost eight. She's eight in a few weeks. And she said, oh, we had such a nightmare. I said, Oh, tell me why? Because the eggs were on the plate. They looked perfect to me. And she said the first one, we added too much oil. So we had to pour the oil out, wash the frying pan and start again. Then the second one we tried to do, we dropped the egg and that went all over the floor. So this is the third one, the fourth ones that we tried. And um, she was very nonchalant about it, they were both really, really happy about it, and they carried on eating their egg. And uh it got me thinking about how how many obstacles they had to overcome to cook those fried eggs. And they didn't ask for my help at all, which was pretty astounding considering that they'd done all of that by themselves. And then um having this conversation about how practical life skills that we teach in a Montessori classroom, and then we convey um, the importance of in the home, how important they they are. And then taking that into really practical life in food preparation, as um, specifically food preparation in the toddler and the casa um, environments. Hi, Sarah. Food preparation is really important for all the reasons that we know. Gross and fine motor skills, um, hand-eye coordination, a love of food, a healthy relationship with food, understanding where our food has come from on a concrete level, remembering that a young child has no um, abstract concept of where food is grown. They can only understand concrete concepts. Um, What else? Uh, Concentration, uh, patience, um, all of these, uh, positive relationship with food. These are all of the benefits in the toddler and the CASA years, the the early years, preschool years, for involving children in food preparation and actually having them prepare their snack, prepare their salads, prepare their fruit salads, all of those things. But when we get into older children, the uh, the, um, elementary children, the upper CASA years, so five, six, seven, uh, five, six year olds, and then moving into the elementary years, when they're able to use an oven, when they're able to use the stove on their own, And it depends, child to child, and what you've introduced in your family. Some children are fine using a stove, can use a hob, can use an oven, age four. And some children, if they've had no exposure, won't be able to do that until they're eight, until they're nine, and they've got their confidence in it. The level of confidence will really depend on the exposure the child has had. So there's no um, uh, definitive age, in my view. It's just depending on what the child, what the child has uh, has seen and what the child has been able to do on their own, and that will dictate how comfortable they are with working with things like the kettle and the stove and the toaster and, and things like that. Um, so, in the elementary years, as they come out of the preschool years and the elementary years, cooking and baking—I can hear Harry—cooking and baking is really, really important because, as with Olivia and Harry's example of frying eggs, things go wrong. You drop an egg on the floor, or you're baking a cake and it goes flat, you add too much salt to the soup, you um, uh, don't add enough uh, sugar to a pudding and it tastes really sour. All of those things can happen. And within the context of um, cooking and baking, this is a really, really safe way to make mistakes, to learn, to try again. All of these um, are concrete uh, ways that we see, that we've made a mistake and then we can rectify it. Or, maybe if we baked a cake and it hasn't got enough uh, sugar in it. Oh, Harry's calling me. Will he settle down? We can either get to the stage where we can rectify it or the child can try again. But this is a really, really safe uh, way to be able to do this and for a child who, if they're in a mainstream system, has no opportunity to make mistakes in the mainstream system where they are checked, is their work correct or not correct? Is their homework correct or not correct? Are they graded, do they have reports? There's no opportunities for making mistakes, to having a friendliness with error, because if you make a mistake, then you've done something wrong. Whereas cooking, there's all the science of it, all the practical life skills, all the hand-eye coordination, all the planning, all of those other things. And on top of that, a child gets to experience what it's like to make a mistake um, in a way that they may not have another experience in their educational life. I'm going to go to Harry because he hasn't quietened down and he's crying. I'll be back in one moment, I hope. Hello. I think this is going to be a quick one this evening because little Harry's struggling with this cough I need to go and put some Tiger Balm on his feet and put some socks on for him and I need to refill his humidifier actually because uh, there isn't enough water I haven't topped up the water in it so basically <laughs> a very very quick one um, so cooking and baking is really important it allows us to learn and make mistakes and work things out as we go along in um, yeah in our home in with people around us that it's okay to make mistakes with and in a child in a mainstream education there isn't any opportunity for them to make mistakes there isn't an opportunity for them to experiment um, there isn't an opportunity to get things wrong and try again because everything is defined as right and wrong and if we switch that into Montessori education not just Montessori in the home Everything in the Montessori environment is designed from toddlers um, all the way through a um, a child's educational experience is for the child to be able to try to do things in different ways and for them to see when something doesn't work out for themselves. We call it in the materials a control of error. So materials can only be completed in one certain way, in one specific way. So children themselves can see if a piece of, I don't know, the cylinders hasn't been put in the right place, if the pink tower it hasn't been um, constructed in the correct order. They can see themselves and then it's self-autodidactic, uh, autodidactic, which means self-teaching. So the child gets to correct themselves rather than a third party, and usually an adult, coming and telling them that it's wrong. So everything in Montessori is created in this way so that the child really um, develops that problem solving from within. And this is a piece, um, not just in mainstream education, but it feels like in modern Western society as well. We're really losing that, um, those opportunities for our children to um, try and make mistakes and open them into um, these experiences where everything isn't carefully choreographed. There's so much of, um, of them doing extracurricular activities and rushing from one thing to another and, and trying to do, I don't know, piano and archery and I don't know, trying to think of three really different things. I don't know. Is golf really different? I don't know. All these different um, activities. And it doesn't really matter which ones. It's not that there's some activities that are better than others. It's more that we are choreographing, um, choreographing our children's life in a way. Um, for certain outcomes and we are um, setting them up in certain situations for certain outcomes and so they can behave in certain ways rather than allowing the space and time that they need to be able to um, uh, make mistakes and try again and have, uh, and have those um, have those really deep learning experiences that are difficult to. Um, overcome that are difficult to um, that are difficult to experience in the moment but then they overcome them in time um, with uh, with practice and with learning and with really understanding um, where they are in the moment and understanding what they need to do next and all of this is done in a Montessori environment naturally just by uh, going where they are uh, matching where they are with the piece of material and then they'll go to the next stage and then they'll go to the next stage um but it all very much meets the child where they are so in my um post to this live it, the question was how can um we cultivate a friendliness um with error in our homes what opportunities do our children have to make mistakes and that doesn't need to be um with uh, cooking and baking, but it is a really, really good way of doing it. It's a really um, multi-faceted activity that we can do with our child and if we start right from the beginning of that process. So, um, doing meal planning for a week, for example. I mean, meal planning for a week is quite ambitious. I've tried to do it before and it's really quite overwhelming. Meal planning for a day or for the weekend that our elementary child can do with us. So, all of that, is um working out what they want to eat what firstly what their body feels like um what do they feel like eating over the weekend and then going through all of those stages so what do we need to buy if we're going to eat that okay we need to find the recipe so find the recipe um What's on the list that we need to buy? What are the quantities? So we've got writing in there, we've got maths in there, we've got understanding in there. And then when it comes to actually making the uh, the food, we've got the chopping, we've got the measuring, we've got the cooking of it, how much of each of it, what happens if we put too much or too little, all of those different pieces. And so there's so many opportunities to um, go down one path and then correct ourselves, go down one path and correct ourselves. And also, if we do make a mistake, we, will taste it, um, and we can start again, or we can correct it if we're not too far down that process. But essentially, it's really, really having this friendliness of error, and cooking is just one of the best ways of doing it. It involves so many other skills, and it's something there for an upper elementary child, from once the child is reading and writing um, confidently, so for some children that might be six, other children that might be eight, other children that might be 10, they can really take ownership of this. So, you know, your child, what are they capable of? Um, the first time we do this, you know, start with just one meal or one snack. How can we plan this? And then build it from there. Do what's manageable. Get a whiteboard, write it on the whiteboard, you know, what what's going to be bought, what's going to be cooked, who's going to take responsibility to, for, for buying it, how will they get the money? Are they going to pay in cash or are you going to go with them and pay on the card? Obviously, cash will be the better option because then they have to work out the change and things. But um, going through all of that process and um, the, end, the end result of that is that our child has this safe space in which they can um, make mistakes and um, make errors um, in a way that they might not have the opportunity to do in their daily lives. So, um, thank you so much for joining this evening. I'm gonna cut this one short. I know this is shorter than usual because I'm worried about Harry crying again. And um, thank you so much for being here, everyone who was here. And before we go, shall we place one hand on our heart again? And breathe in and out. And have that moment of gratitude Thank you so much for being here. And in the new year, I'm looking forward to starting my Embodied Parenting program, which is gonna be a seven month deep dive into every aspect of Embodied Parenting and Embodied embodied Educating. This is a program for parents. This is a program for educators looking to understand themselves more deeply, understand their children more deeply. Um, And uh, I'll be, giving details of that sort of through the month of December, but will be kicking off in February. So there'll be lots of that coming in January. Um, my book, The Montessori Mission, is available on Amazon, on Kindle, and on uh, paperback from Amazon, uh, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, sorry, this is short and sweet. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. Bye bye.